From the Bob Marley Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for September 3rd, 2008. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined this week by a slightly different group of people than we normally have. John and Kevin are on vacation, so Will Perry's at the table along with Julie Martin, Corey Martin, and for her debut appearance on the show, our newest correspondent, Kathy Whirling, is with us. Hello, Kathy. Hi. And Kathy's actually going to be giving us her review on the Wilderness Lodge. She was out there a few weeks ago, had a chance to experience it, and she's going to be talking to us about that a little later on. Uh, also joining us this week on the phone is going to be our good friend uh, Jason Clauber, JPD on the boards. He is a uh, longtime moderator and good friend uh, to the site and to me personally, to I think everybody here. And um, Jay had asked, uh, Jay had an idea about uh, doing a monthly segment where uh, he would talk about, he would, you know, just kind of do a segment about things that were going on in the world of Disney outside the theme parks. So he's going to be on the phone with us a little later on. Uh, talking to us about that, and uh, we'll actually he's going to talk to us this month about uh, the new Disney films being released on DVD this month, and uh, we're going to do that plus roundtable rapid fire, and this week's news on this edition of the Diz Unplugged, and uh, I have a couple of housekeeping, have a couple of housekeeping things. Um, first, uh, regarding Halloween Horror Nights, um, boo. Yeah, uh, I, we know that we know that a number of people were a, a little uh, a little less than happy with our um, with the advertising campaign for Halloween Horror Nights. We had uh, put some banners and posters up or pictures up around the site, and got quite a few uh, quite a few complaints about the uh, the tone of it. Yeah, we, we didn't come up with the Bloody Mary theme. Yeah, this is no, we use their collateral. This is yeah, they send this stuff to us uh, to push it, but uh, we're. We're redoing it. Obviously, a lot of people didn't like it. We're putting Mickey ears on Bloody Mary. But it was an interesting. <laughs> but it, but it, you know, it actually uh, it, it actually sparked a very interesting discussion between Corey and I last week in talking about that and talking about the, the collateral. Uh, Universal's really pushing it hard this year uh, in terms of this in-your-face campaign for Bloody Mary as part of as the theme for Halloween Horror Nights. And Corey and I were talking last week and and just kind of saying that. The campaigns are always a lot scarier than the actual event. It's true, is, and it's true. I mean, the haunted houses. Look, if if you're easily scared, if you've got young kids, this is not the event for you. I'm not going to sit here and say it is, but if you if you can take it all in stride, I mean, you're re- really and truly. It's it's a great Halloween party, but at no point in time, I think, do you ever really feel like you know you're in a horror movie. They do some cool stuff. There's some great special effects. The haunted houses are always a lot of fun. Kathy, have you gone to Halloween Horror Nights? No. I, I'm scared by all that stuff. Are you? So. Stay away, Kathy. It is like you're in a horror movie if you don't like stuff like that. <laughs> oh, well, we may, have to, we may have to drag you through this one, though. <laughs> you may have to come this year. No. No? No, it's no, fun. I, I'm a wimp when it comes to some of that stuff. Nope. Nope. Kathy, the will women not. can't do it. Yes, yes, we'll have Well, to no, there are plenty of women who can. Just women these the women, these the women team. in particular at the table are not are not are not for Halloween Horror Nights. I get that. We're actually going to be talking uh in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking with uh some of the people behind the scenes at Halloween Horror Nights talking about how they do some of the stuff they do, what some of the haunted houses are this year, 
and uh, some of the special effects that are being used. Uh, we're actually going to have an entire show dedicated uh, to Universal and Halloween Horror Nights coming up in the next few weeks. Plus, we're going to be doing a report from the event, the start of the event on September 28th. And oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, no, I think I have that wrong. Hold on. Let me look at a calendar just to be... 26th, I think. Same day yeah, as I think it's wine. the 26th is the first day, and then we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have a special segment up on the opening event on uh, Sunday the 28th. We're actually going to put a special episode, abbreviated episode of the show up on Sunday the 28th, just kind of talking about Halloween Horror Nights. So we have that coming up. What else? What else do we have? We, I know we have prizes to give away, but I want to do that at the end of the show. We have three prizes to give away this week, but uh, I do want to talk to people about prizes. You guys have been fantastic. In sending in your own home-recorded voicemails, as opposed to calling in to our toll-free number, um, toll-free number is managed by Vonage, so the the quality of the voicemails that I get from that are kind of iffy. And unfortunately, there are a lot of voicemails that come in that I would love to play, but the sound quality is just so bad that I can't. So what I've been asking people to do is, if they're so inclined, to go ahead and record their voicemail right on their computer and, and just go ahead and email it to us. Uh, podcast at www.info.com. Uh, those are a much better sound quality, and I got to tell you, uh, after content, sound quality is the most important thing I'm looking for uh, with a voicemail. Obviously, since this is an audio, an audio show, and uh, so it's and we'll actually put together a really cool. Oh, he's looking at me like, no, it's not ready yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, no we, we, we got some cool stuff coming up. Well, Will's doing a tutorial. I'm gonna. We're putting together some video tutorials on how to do some things on the site to make it a little easier for people. And one of them is how to record an MP3 for free. There's some free software out there, and I don't want to tell you too much, but good stuff coming up. Yeah. Okay. He's looking at me like, no, it's not ready yet. He's being very secretive. Gotta polish it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I want to get it right. You know. Being very, very secretive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's uh, and and what we're gonna start doing because we are getting some really great stuff. And what people have been doing, we're actually, you're going to hear a couple of them during uh, today's show. Uh, people have been sending in reviews. Uh, we have a review uh, from uh, one of our listeners who just spent a weekend at Disneyland Paris. Uh, we're going to play during this show. And I've got one more I'm going to play as well, I think. And uh, I think that's a good, a good way to use some of those. We're going to use them as part of the discussion show. If you do a review and send it in to me and I use it like that, if I use it in the main show, you automatically get a shot at the prize matron. So there are two people today that, because they recorded these and sent them in, are automatically getting a shot at the prize matron. Really easy to do as long as you have a microphone on your computer. Any software that can record sound will do the trick. And you send that in wave format, preferably. I'll take MP3. But. Uh, I also I also like that that we can all listen before we get to the podcast. Yeah, these the guys don't these guys don't, aren't copied in on the on the regular voicemails that come in, but these guys are all being copied in on these voicemails that are being self recorded and sent off to us. So yeah. it's pretty cool. So anything else for housekeeping? Anything we forgot? Anybody Hurricanes? we have to yell at? We're gonna we're talking about that in the news. Cool. How could we not talk about hurricanes in the news this <laughs> yeah, week? Really? Lord Almighty! Right. So just thank goodness, thank goodness New Orleans seems to have, knock wood, seems to have fared very, very well yes. through Gustav. We were all kind of, I think the nation was collectively holding its breath to see what happened. But fortunately, the damage in comparison to Katrina was, was uh, minimal. 
And uh, although there were some deaths, it certainly wasn't the nightmare that we had a few years ago. So I just want to say that their governor, Bobby Jindal, I think he was he did a great job. He did a good job. The state and yep. making sure that people got out it looked as like, well as the mayor. Ray it Daniels. looked like everybody from the president on down was on the ball with this one this time. They learned their lesson, thank God. But what a shame that that had to happen. Yeah. That's, what, that's what had to happen before they got their acts together. But they did. They learned. And I'm just glad that it wasn't another Katrina because it just looked like that. This is the way it was going. It just looked like it was another Katrina. But we're not out of the woods yet. We've got a lot coming up. But we'll get to that first. In the news this week, we're going to talk a little bit about Michael Phelps getting a hero's welcome at the Magic Kingdom this week. And, uh, of course, unless you live under a rock, Michael Phelps is the swimmer, the Olympic swimmer who won eight, eight gold medals, seven of them in world record time. He's awesome to watch swim. Oh, it's sure. amazing. It's it's freakish. Well, they say he has hands the size of dinner plates. Oh, and that was like one of the things he uses. Like those hands are like flippers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, grabbing water. They Honestly, that's what they, they were saying. But, you know, I read something very interesting. Uh, there was a letter to the editor in Time Magazine last week talking about, you know, Michael Phelps's uh, accomplishments are tremendous. There's no doubt. But, you know, Mark Spitz did it without, like, all the technology that you know they, they have these laser suits that they're wearing now and you know the the skull caps that they wear that Mark Spitz did it in a in a tiny little speedo when he had a mustache you know no 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 cap no nothing um, now they have nobody here they have I no, think they remove it all yeah they shave each other down <laughs> not each other <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry that was a movie i saw <laughs> um <laughs> you shave my back i'll shave yours <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything else. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But um, as is normally the case when there's some kind of major celebrities, major sports celebrity especially, Disney manages to get their, their claws into them and make them drive down Main Street waving at people, looking like they'd rather be anywhere else but. But uh, now, Kathy, you were there. Yes, I was. And Kathy took all those great pictures. It was funny because... You know, we, you know, we have that picture on the homepage of uh, Michael Phelps coming down in the car waving. And I was on another website. I forgot which one it was. It was one of the news websites. And I happened to see a picture of Michael Phelps. Looked almost identical to the picture you took until I saw that it was, you know, copyright Getty Images, which is like a really, you know, it's what all the major news organizations use to grab photos like that. Getty Images, very expensive to license their stuff. And I'm saying that yeah, the picture Kathy took was yeah, just as good. I agree. Because it, it took me a second to realize that it wasn't ours. At first, I'm like, oh, my God, they took our picture. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then I'm like, oh, no, okay. It says Getty Images. And I figured they're pretty legit, so they're not stealing anything. But um, So what was it like seeing them up close and personal? It, it all moves so fast. I'm not the type of person that likes to sit anywhere and wait for a parade. But this, you could just feel the excitement in the air and i said the cast members were going up and down the street and you know keeping everybody entertained and boy when he started to come down the street it was almost like if you blinked you would have missed him really yeah i mean it was what maybe five minutes hmm. if it was even that how was the crowd did the crowd like really get into it when they saw oh him? yeah oh yeah you know and they didn't have to disney didn't have to prompt them this time to like yell and scream but everybody had flags and everybody was waving and there was signs and you know little kids with i want to be like you signs and and disney was handing these out obviously oh they were handing out the flags they 
they weren't handing out the, the signs oh, really? for people. But uh, so yeah, people were com- people were coming with these signs, like yeah. into oh, the yeah. park with these signs. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're big posters of Michael Phelps. Who and, are those people? Hmm. Who are the people that show up to these things with like signs and posters? And, and stuff? where do you put that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. Yeah, and there was some, one girl too that uh, she had you know said something about Michael Phelps and then had her phone number on the backside. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me a call. Yeah, that'll happen. You're right. Yeah. Sit by that phone and wait for him to call you. It was neat, though, seeing the um, motorcycles come down with their sirens. And that's the first time I've ever seen Disney do something like that. They had their little lights, and it just sort of, like, electrified the crowd. It was neat. And then there was Michael. It was... Was it, uh, was it particularly crowded in the park for, for that? On Main Street, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was pretty crowded. And was it just Michael in that one car? That's it? That was it. And then there were some... They never did explain who the other people were behind him, but they were dressed in, you know, red, white, and blue, and they must be, like, future Olympians or swimmers or... Hmm. His groupies. Yeah, they, they were Olympic something. His Olympic groupies. You know, and then as Disney says, and appearing the Disney characters. And I don't really think too many people noticed that Mickey and Minnie and Pluto were there, but they did scream for Michael Phelps. Yeah, right now he would outshine them, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty much a national hero at this point. But eight gold medals, good for him. Yeah. And endorsement deals like nobody's business. Oh, no. That boy is going to make so much money in the next few years. And they say he's going to compete in 2012 in London. Again. Well, yeah, he'll be 27. Yeah. So that's not too old. No, not at all. Maybe he'll only win four medals that time or something. Then they'll consider him a loser. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll have to drive down like the main drag at Universal instead. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he has to go to Gator World. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that's cool, though. I'm, I was I was going to try and make it over there for that, but it meant being in a park early in the morning. I will see. If you ever, because when you guys all talk about that, I am your early person, you know. Thank I wake I wake the only rooster per, up only in one the morning. We ha- only one we have, I think. Yes. <laughs> because... Well, no, Teresa, you're you're up pretty early. Oh yeah, and by the way, Teresa, Teresa Eccles and Brian Varley back in the uh, back yeah, in the yeah. peanut gallery this week. I don't think Teresa has a choice. Well, Teresa, <laughs> Teresa is just sitting over there in a in a panic because she knows next week she's got a belly up to a mic. Now she's praying that one of these hurricanes hits on Friday and that we can't do <laughs> that we can't do the Mickey's not so scary because uh, that's going to be Teresa's first uh, first segment on the show. Provided we can do it, we're scheduled to be there for the opening on the fifth on on uh, on uh, this coming Friday for uh, Mickey's Not So Scary. Uh, plan to do it for next week's show. Of course, it's all dependent on on what the heck is going to happen with the hurricanes, and that's a great uh, great segue into our next news story. Is welcome to Hurricane Hell. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, there's about 14 tropical storms lined up in the in the Atlantic right now. Uh, more more accurately, like two or three, I think we have now three. We have Hannah, which is the next one we have to worry about, which looks like Thursday or Friday is going to skim the coast of Florida. But uh, the cone of uncertainty, as they call it, means it could actually come ashore and could affect us more directly here in Orlando. Even if it doesn't, uh, with the current projection, we're still going to get tropical storm force winds. Uh, anywhere from anywhere from 30 to 50 miles an hour. Uh, you're going to see gusts here and a lot of rain as well. If you are coming 
to Orlando. You're coming to Disney World in the next week. I really strongly recommend that you stay attuned to not only our site, but the National Weather Service Advisories, weather.com. And uh, if you want more localized information, WFTV.com is the one I like in terms of of the weather. Um, They tend to predict the track of these storms much better than the National Weather Service does. They end up being right when everybody else is wrong. Um, And in 2004, they were just predicting them like crazy. And they got the path right every time, and they've been doing it this year, too. So... uh, that we I, I, I go by them. If WFTV says it's coming over Orlando, it's coming over Orlando. But as of right now, Hannah looks like it's going to skirt the coast. It's kind of a concern for people in Georgia, South Carolina, even Outer Banks in North Carolina uh, could be could be directly affected. Looks like it's going to be either Category One or Category Two Thursday into Friday when it skims by us. You know, at the Yacht and Beach, there's a place uh, outside bar and grill by the pool called Hurricane Hannah's. Hurricane Hannah's. You should throw, a, hur- the same way you throw a hurricane party over there. Go yeah, because that's it. where I want to be stuck. I want to be stuck. Tw- I, I want to be stuck 15 miles away from my house in the middle of a hurricane. Um, We're going to get a bunch of rain from that, regardless. Right? Oh yeah, we're going to get a lot of rain. We've already had a lot of rain. There's already been a lot of flooding in a lot of different areas. Fortunately, not here in the tourist corridor, but in the surrounding counties. There has definitely been a lot of flooding and a lot of damage from these storms. Uh, Hannah will be next, like I said, Thursday into Friday. And then we're looking at Ike. And Ike could hit as uh, early as Sunday or Monday. Now, Ike is following a pattern somewhat similar to Gustav. It's a real possibility it could end up back in the Gulf, which means that that's good news for Florida, but it's really bad news for our friends around the Gulf Coast, especially those of you um, in New Orleans. And uh, who, by the way, you're all in our prayers. We've been we're really glad that it wasn't as bad as some people thought it might be. But I know that there were a million of you still without power, and not to mention the amount of damage that's been done. So we are thinking about you, keeping you guys in our prayers. Really hoping these hurricanes go anywhere else. I was saying to Corey, I would much rather Gustav hit us than hit New Orleans. I mean, just if there's one town in America right now that does not need a hurricane yeah. at all, it's New Orleans. Yep. So we're hoping. But Ike looks like it could follow that path, go right through the Straits of Florida between the Keys and Cuba, and then come out into the Gulf. And then we got uh, Josephine behind Ike. Uh, That's a tropical storm right now as we're recording this, but they are anticipating that within the next couple of days that will become a hurricane. So this this is the season. Uh, We are going to include, as an addendum to this week's show, a rebroadcast of our hurricane tips from earlier in the season. Um, every year at the start of hurricane season, we do a segment on what to do if you find yourself here. And I think, especially right now, it might be timely to push that a little bit more. So we're going to include that this week um, in our download. You know, it's it's somebody was asking the question, and it's a good question to ask, do we think there'll be any change next year? Do you think there'll be discounts and specials offered next year around this time? Because of the hurricanes. It happened with Katrina. Uh, The year after Katrina, there was an awful lot of uh, discounts being offered to get people down here. People were afraid to travel. And then the the next couple of years, everything was fine. We didn't have any major hurricanes. I don't know. I'm wondering if this year, because of the number of storms we're seeing, the ones that are making landfall, even if it's not Katrina level, just by sheer fact that there are so many storms, is that going to have an impact next year? on people's travel plans. 
Um, I'll tell you, it's a great time to get a great price on a cruise because <laughs> a lot of people don't like to travel, obviously, in the Atlantic during cruise season. But the fact of the matter is, if there's a hurricane out there, they're just going to move the ship somewhere else. You're still going to get a great cruise, maybe not the itinerary you wanted. Yeah, the people in New Orleans that were on the Carnival cruise, they um, they just kept them at sea for a few more days. They were supposed to return <laughs> a few days ago. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, Anything cool. can happen. No complaints there. But I also, uh, you know, Kevin always talks about how we know a hurricane's coming because we have crisis music on the news. Well, I've decided that we have to have our own crisis music. So I have a, I have a few different ones. You guys tell me which one you like. There's that one. Sounds like an intro to a Metallica song. And then there's this one. Yeah. Then there's that one. I think the first one. Uh, I'll go with the first one. That last one was very Weather Channel. Yeah. So the first. So this is our crisis music. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I like the bass note. I like the jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, Julie has jazz hands going. Well, no, those were my scared, getting prepared hands. <laughs> those were scary jazz hands. Do we have hunker down music? Will that work I would think that? that would have to okay. be hunkered down. Yeah. I think there should be a video tutorial on how to properly hunker down. You're going to be the uh, subject no. for that? <laughs> <laughs> Julie's going to show show us how she hunkers. Mine are all, comp- you always see is the computer screen. It's not. Oh, we don't actually see you. It's not going to be known. But no. Gotcha. Now, let's hope we, we have limited need for crisis music. But if we do have a need for it, we now have crisis music. <laughs> so... Um, and actually, let's just talk. Let's just talk briefly about the weather. Uh, what's going to be coming up? As I had mentioned to everybody, it's uh, been getting a little bit more uh, more seasonable here, especially with these storms. It's been helping kind of keep the humidity and the the temperature down. It's been staying in the eighties, yay! <laughs> it has been. It has been in the eighties, and that's pretty much what you can expect for the next uh, the next week. Um, of course, I mean they're predicting scattered, or scattered or isolated thunderstorms every day. We're still in that in that mode. Uh, in particular, though, you're going to need to be paying attention to the weekend, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, possibly Monday, with all these storms we were just talking about. It's going to be a lot of rain, going to be a lot of wind, I doubt seriously, unless the prediction is for one of these storms to make a direct pass over Orlando. I don't think you're going to see any of the parks closed. I'm really wondering if there's, like, you know, 50-mile-an-hour gusts and torrential downpours on Friday, is Disney still going to hold that party? Uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party starts this Friday. So as of right now, saying the temperature for Friday is going to be 87 degrees with a 30% chance of precipitation. So we'll see. But, yeah, weather's going to be in the 80s, lows in the 70s, mid-70s. Expect it to rain at least every day. And, of course, if like I said, if you're coming down in the next week, really good idea to keep your eyes on on these storms, uh, the only we'll start doing updates on the Diz for hurricanes only if the National Weather Service has a forecast track that's going to bring it through Orlando. Um, I don't want to raise alarms and bells for people, you know, getting people nervous if there's no real reason. The, the news is doing a good enough job with that. If the storm is actually going to have a direct impact on Orlando, 
That's when you're going to see updates on our homepage, updates on our blog, updates in our news area. Uh, but we're not going to do that stuff unless unless there's a real reason for it. So just uh, keep checking back with uh, the blog, disunplugged.com, or, of course, our homepage, wdwinfo.com. So. And that's it for the news. Oh, there is actually one more thing before we wrap up. Uh, there was a Dole Whip, uh, Dole Whip for Bob meet. Saturday. On Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately got rained on pretty bad. Will, you were there. It was bad. We really wanted to go, but my parents were. We were expecting my parents at any time um, that day. And they ended up showing up at one thirty. so there was no way. We well, it was, well, the event wasn't bad. I don't want to. No, it just... Uh, the weather. Yeah. weather was horrible. But Kathy was there. Brian was there. How many people showed up? I'd say 20, 25. 25, yeah. Right around there. Brought out the cart. Brian had the cart. They all had dough whips. And yeah. Brian was driving the cart through the parks. I almost hit, like, I don't know, 14 kids. See, well, this is how we know that... dogs. This is how we know that Bob lives in you. Oh, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> because he was always... Three inches away from running over everybody. <laughs> we have video to prove it. Yeah, <laughs> right. He recorded. The only no, thing I ever saw scary him. driving that thing. I mean, you have to toggle the speed. So, like, you're on Main Street, you got like mad people coming practice. at you. Oh yeah, and people just cut in front of you. They don't even care. They don't see. You. I never saw him run into anyone. I saw him run into doors. Yeah. Doors. <laughs> yeah. No. I, oh, well, I've seen I him. See I've, that. I've seen him. I've seen him back up in a crowd without turning around to look. And how he didn't manage to like careen over ten people, I don't know. <laughs> Going ludicrous, he would just throw that thing into re- he would throw that thing into reverse, and it would be like, I'm like Bob, watch what you're doing. Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. I know no rearview mirror, no turning around. In the Magic Kingdom, kids all over the place. How he did not run over anybody, I bet he did, and I just don't know about it. Didn't we have video of him running into a door? Yeah, yes. we have that from the Star Wars. <laughs> That's what I was talking about the ABC commissary. That's great. Yeah, the Star Wars thing. But uh, y'all had a raffle out there too, right? Yeah, there was there was a raffle. I was there a little late because of the yeah. weather. But um, we gave out. Um, is that one of our prizes today? Somebody who won. No the pri- one contacted me. There was um, a, Kevin sent me an email Kevin? and told me who the winner was. That they would send an email, but they never did. Um, huh. There was a post. Maybe on the they're boards. not back yet. Uh, I think. Kevin and John also might have asked her to wait until they got she got back. I oh, think, maybe so. I think that's what I think that's what I heard while we we're at the podcast uh, at the meet. So maybe in a, next week, couple of weeks. Yeah, we've had a lot of meets going on though. We had the uh, indie the indie meet that that looked huge. Yeah, they had like eighty some odd people showed wow. up for that. Their own Dole Whip machine and all. They had a Dole Whip yeah, machine. Yeah. Somebody made a great that's cake. Awesome. Yeah, have some the great cake pictures. Was awesome. Yeah, didn't someone call our meet from the indie meet? Yeah, Kevin was talking to somebody from the Indy meet. Yeah. Because we cool. all said hi hmm. to the people in Indy. What does that say that we can get more people in Indianapolis than we can in Orlando? In the park. <laughs> in the park. <laughs> I wish I could have went. It says that, that everyone has I know jobs. right where that was. <laughs> yeah, they have photos on the, yeah. the boards. That's cool. They had a lot of events, things they did, too, the drawing contests. And <clears throat> it looks like they had a really good time. A little area for the kids. Yeah. 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 That's cool. But we, so. ours was small. We just kind of chatted for a minute and... Uh, you know, we took a group photo. Once I had a launch pad, I met him on the boards. So it was fun. And Kathy, you photoshopped John and Kevin out the photo, huh? Yes, I <laughs> I asked before I posted the picture, so I 
photoshopped out their heads, but the very observant dizzers happened to notice that their legs were still in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> there are more legs than... That's hilarious. Well, somebody posted and said they thought they saw Corey in the photo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> they're, they're probably thinking it's me and Will. Just doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> Corey's got a doppelganger walking around the parks. I must say the 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 kids in our from our website are well behaved. Like this little girl was just playing in a puddle. All she wanted to do was play in the puddle. The whole the whole pug. Uh, and you yelled beach. at her. Oh no way! I sat there. Tried and running with over her. the cart. You told her it was Blizzard Beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anna said that she had a good time. She met uh, two foxes, which I know is Jill Fox and her son Merrick. She had a good time. Yeah, cool. she just finished a tour and she said she tried to. Yeah, turned around and your sister was trying to hurry up over there. Yeah. For those, running out. For those yeah. who don't know, Anna is Corey's sister who works yes. over in guest relations at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, she popped over to say hello. She did a good job of pulling the names for the, the prizes. Right. Oh, was that her job? <laughs> that was her job. <laughs> yeah, I had to go pick. I was, I was going to go, but I had to go pick Figaro up from John. I had to drive down to John's and get Figaro so they can go on vacation and. By the time I got back here, especially with the weather the way it was, it was just so evil. It was. It was. It was we were a bad getting day. we were getting the remnants of Faye that day, and it was just oh, gross. It was really bad. It was a lot of rain. So yeah. Well, I'm glad. Thank you. Know, thanks to everybody who who attended uh, those meets um, over the Labor Day weekend, and uh, glad that uh, that everybody had a good time. All right, we're going to move on and uh, do our rapid-fire segment. And, Will, why don't you go first? Yeah, I have one. It's actually for this Friday and Saturday at uh, Universal Studios. They're hosting a Christian rock concert. It's called um, Rock the Universe. For tickets, you can call 1-800-YOUTH-15. This event will be held rain or shine. There's a bunch of bands. They have some celebrity guests speaking. And uh, it, it looks like a pretty big event, I think. Looks like a lot of people are going to attend this from the website. So some of the bands for Friday are uh, Switchfoot, Reliant K, and Newsboys. These are the headlining bands. For Saturday, it's uh, Third Day, Jeremy Camp, and Jars of Clay. There's also going to be a couple uh, celebrity guests um, speaking there. One's uh, AJ Styles. He's a TNA uh, wrestling superstar. He's going to be there the, uh, the fifth and the sixth. And then you have a lead metal guitarist, Head from Corn. Um, who's very well known? He's also going to be there on the sixth. So, lots of cool stuff. TNA and Corn all in the same sentence. Total nonstop action. TNA wrestling superstar. Yeah. Mm. Means something else where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you very much, William. Yep. Mommy Martin. A new interactive interactive experience is going to be coming to Epcot late this year. Julie goes in a labor. Two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's going to be called Disney's Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure. It will allow guests to team up with Team Possible and save the world from villains. Guests will be given a communicator. Get it? Oh. <laughs> Found at kiosks in Epcot. And these devices will use state-of-the-art technology, which will help them find the Kim Possible characters. And these characters will then give them the clues they need to find the villains and stop their quest for world domination. It sounds like fun for people who are into Kim Possible. Now, the top secret Or devices. people who can't get on to uh, Soren or Mission <laughs> Space. <laughs> uh, the top secret devices will be hidden in the World Showcase pavilions at Mexico, Norway, China, Japan, France, Germany, and the UK. And at each country, there will be a villain from the Kim Possible TV show and a unique event for the guest agents to take part in. I guess it'll be cool for kids. And yeah. Around the world showcase, besides just the kid cot areas, that it's they have. stupid. 
I think it's probably going to be popular. Uh, Kim Possible. Kim, is very popular. Yeah. Very popular, and Ron's on uh, Ron Stoppable or something like that. It's her sidekick. Cool. Hmm. Well, thank you very much, Julie. Daddy Martin. The um, the wristband distribution for Extra Magic Hours is ending on September 7th. Um, Disney Resort guests that want to take advantage of Extra Magic Hours after this date um, are going to have to show their resort IDs to be eligible for um, Extra Magic Hours. So, like, what, at every attraction you've got to show your... Uh, I assume. That's hmm. going to be hard. Yeah, that's going to be... Well, we'll see. But it's Disney's thing to keep the wristbands out of the... Uh the dumps they're trying to be oh it's 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 a a green thing yes okay i'll give them that then but i don't know how they're going to check people like um waiting for the parades and stuff because i remember they would walk up and down the parade route and have people show their wristbands i mean are they going to walk up and down the parade route and say let me see your resort id i doubt it you know i doubt it unless they're just checking people on the way in if they're making everybody leave the park and as you come through the turnstile you have to show a so a resort idea, I don't know. But interesting to see what they'll do with it. Thank you very much, Corey. And for me, uh, rumors continue to swirl that uh, Disney Cruise Line will be adding a stop in Alaska at some point on the uh, 2010-2011 itineraries. Now, uh, what you know, we had heard from one of our, one of our visitors on the site that there was an article in a newspaper, uh, I think it was in the Northwest somewhere, that uh, Disney was one of six companies that was asking for dock space, basically, at Glacier National Park. And, uh, of course, we know that when the new ships come online, the two new ships come online, 2011, 2012, uh, we, have, we have heard from good sources that one of the ships is going to be moved out to the port of Los Angeles permanently, to be doing West Coast cruises, and that's where I'm assuming this Alaska run will will come from. And uh, Disney's application for the sailings has been between for January 1st, 2010, and September 30th, 2019. Uh, no uh, decision has been made regarding which uh, cruise lines are going to be awarded the contract, and uh, it's expected to happen sometime next year. So. Now, I've never been on an Alaskan cruise, but aren't most cruise ships that go out there, um, don't they usually have, like, indoor pools for people since it's so cold? Um, that's what Bob told us. Yeah, yeah. that's what a lot I, – I don't know. I'm sure Disney will look into all yeah. that stuff, how they're going to how they're yeah. gonna ad- address those issues. But, uh, you know, just yeah. maybe, maybe mean you won't swim while you're – Yeah. Because, yeah, Disney does not have any kind of indoor no. indoor pool at all. Well, maybe who knows? Maybe maybe one of the new ships will. Yeah, They'll might. slap a glass cover on it and yeah, warm the pool. They'll figure out a way. All right, that's going to do it for rapid fire. Our next segment uh, we're debuting this week, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Our good friend Jason Clauber, also known as JPD on the boards, is uh, going to call in uh, once a month with updates uh, beyond the parks, which is the name of the segment, and uh, anything having to do with Disney, not involving the theme park. So what do you have for us this month, Jason? Today I figured for the month I would go through what Disney DVDs are being released in the month of September. A lot of people don't realize that every Tuesday is DVD and video game day, in this case DVDs. So I have about eight different DVDs for the whole month that will be coming out. Some for the little kids, some for the big kids, a little bit of everything. Cool. So if I get right into it, 
which would be September 2nd is the first one. And this is pretty much preschooler day. There are two movies coming out on DVD. first one is Disney, My Friends Tigger and Pooh, 100 Acre Wood Haunt. And if you can get from the name, it's going to be a little Halloween special featuring Tigger and Pooh. And then something that sounds pretty unique, it seems going to be a little interactive. That the gang needs you to use your super sleuthing skills to answer a few tricky questions and solve some spooky fun mysteries. So there's different games inside the DVD you'll play. Comes with a couple of bonus features that has Disney's Handy Mandy, Manny, Handy Manny, Halloween episode, and a game called All New Super Sleuth Fall Harvest Festival. If you have a kid aged three to six, I think they'd enjoy that. The second one for September 2nd is Disney's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Mickey Storybook Surprise. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is a show on uh, Playhouse Disney that the kids seem to like. Under five years old, I recommend it. And what this one's going to do, they're going to take a little twist of Goldilocks and Sleeping Beauty. And basically the story will be Mickey Mouse Clubhouse friends trying to solve. I mean, enjoy, you know, have a story based on that. So they're going to spin Goldilocks. It's a little mystery involved. Sleeping Beauty will actually be Sleeping Minnie. They have to wake her from a hundred, a hundred year nap. Outsmart Pete on a race through the woods. Never happened. No. <laughs> And it has Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, the, the whole clubhouse. I know they, they say Miska, Mouska, Mickey Mouse. My daughter, who's four, loves it. So if you have a four-year-old, they'll probably love it, too. That bonus features Tales from Toodles game. Help Toodles create a silly story. And I believe Toodles, the little robot involved. And, uh, all right, that's it for September 2nd. September 16th seems to be what I would call the doggy day. Because Disney's known to retread their DVDs. So on September 16th is pretty much 101 Dalmatians Day. The first one they're going to re-release is 101 Dalmatians 2, <laughs> Patches London Adventure Special Edition. And every special edition just means more stuff that they could have put in the original one. Exactly. <laughs> but in this one, if you don't know, the adventure begins with Pongo and Perdita, right? That's the mom? Mm-hmm. Their, their baby Patch, who's not satisfied being one of the 101. He goes out and meets his TV hero, Thunderbolt. They have a story of their own. And, of course, Cruella DeVille's going to come, and it's patching Thunderbolt's job to, you know, save the day. Was this another one of Disney's uh, wonderful directed dvd sequels? Yeah. yeah. It's been out for quite some time. Yeah, it sounds like it. But they're just releasing it again. But they added a whole new bonus feature. Patch's Twilight Adventure game, a try-again music video, because they're trying again. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in London game. You're the one music video. Thunderbolt, to look inside, which to me sounds like a science class because it's a dog. They might, you know, I don't know, dissect them or whatever. But <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't know what you would look inside at. But and behind the scenes, a documentary. Also, on September 16th, the 101 Dalmatians live action. For those that don't know, they did a live action with Glenn Close. And it wasn't really that bad, but it really wasn't that good. <laughs> but they're re-releasing it. And they're also re-releasing 102 Dalmatians live action. Because if you can't get it right the first time, try the second time. Oh, Lord. And for those that don't know, Oddball is one of the spotless Dalmatians from the first one. And he, and she is going to go search for her spot. And uh, Wadsworth is a wisecracking bird, McCaw, who thinks he's a Rottweiler. That's what the story's about. And then there's a bunch of bonus features again. There's a deleted scene, Cruella's release. Uh, there's three behind-the-scenes features creating Cruella, animal actors, and designing Dalmatians, audio commentary, interactive features, and a trailer for a movie. That's Are there any good movies coming out? Wait, they come, there's, some, there's one good thing for the teenagers and one good thing for the older kids. Like okay. Now, that's it for September 16th. Now, September 23rd, 
starts with them. What's the most popular Disney thing right now on DVD? High School, High School Musical. Musical 2. Well, this is High School <laughs> Musical 2, two-disc deluxe dance edition. Oh, Lord. I think that's now High School Musical 2 has been out, what, 12 times now? <laughs> Have they but put that on ice yet? Again, they're adding tons of bonus features, they're, of course, because they're pushing High School Musical 3. So they're going to have High School Musical 3 scene, you know, sneak peek, uh, an interactive dance along. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Deleted scenes, because that always gets I want. Good. I want video of you doing the interactive dance along. All right. You got it. That's a deal. You can even post it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wish everybody was that, that easy. Was easy yeah. <laughs> Music video, all for one, making of, making of, I guess they got together and made it, uh, in the kitchen set tour, which I don't really get. High School Confidential, never seen, never before seen scrapbook, and much, much more. I don't know how much more you can squeeze out of High School Musical 2. Oh, they'll they find something. Much, much more. They will find something. And now, last but not least, and I'm actually looking forward to this, who remembers Schoolhouse Rock? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, they're coming out with, because of November being an election year, the Schoolhouse Rock Election co Collection. Say that fast? The Schoolhouse Rock Election Collection. So for the election season, they're coming out with 15 classic songs. And then for those that don't know what Schoolhouse Rock was, growing up as a you know, kid, I, they usually showed it on PBS, would be a short. Mm -hmm. And I know they showed it on like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, was, Saturday mornings I used to see it on and ABC. And they would cut in, and one of them, which was my favorite, is uh, was uh, I'm Just a Bill. <laughs> and the guy would sing How a Bill Becomes a Law. Now, see, I like the Constitution that one. one. That's one of the ones that are on here. And it's just, it is really fun. So I think out of the whole month of September, Disney's doing one thing right, and that's the Schoolhouse Rock DVD. See, I would even buy that, because yeah. it's oh, very yeah. reminiscent, yeah, like I said. 15 it's... of them. I only thought there was about 16 of them, but they're releasing 15 of them in one shot. Wow. It's going to have, and there's some cool bonus features with this one. They're going to have an election tracking map with stickers. So if you want to you know, teach you know, the older kids that never got to see a 10, 11, 12 about elections, you know, how the whole voting process works, they keep track of the states, and little stickers. There's a new bonus song, Presidential Minute. Hmm. I can only make a million jokes out of that one, but I won't. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty much it. It's going to be, I'm just a bill, three-ring government, I'm going to send your vote to college, and more. And that's pretty much the DVDs for September. And those Schoolhouse Rocks are also available for download on uh, iTunes. iTunes is a, a numerous, which one of them is, the one that is my favorite, and that's I'm just a bill. <laughs> that's one of the ones you could do. Basically, what I got out of the month of September is, let's re-release a bunch of stuff about dogs, Throw High School Musical two in one more time. Throw still about they're still about dogs and Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> Lots of things about dogs. So to sum it up, that's pretty much it. September second, there's two of them. That's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Friends with Tigger. September sixteenth was Dog Day, all the Dalmatian ones, and the twenty third was Schoolhouse Rock and High School Musical two. Cool. And that's a little bit of something outside of the something farming. else. And before I forget. One big thing, if you are into Disney DVDs like I am, go to DisneyMovieRewards.com. I don't know if you guys know about it. No. You register. It's owned by Disney. Every Disney movie you buy now comes with a code. It keeps track, and you get points for buying certain Disney DVDs and Blu-rays. Then you can turn them in for different things. Being, is uh, is that only on Blu-ray, or is it for all? No, it's for any DVD or Blu-ray. You actually get more if you uh, turn them in on... You know, if you if you buy Blu-ray because they're more money, they give you more points. Gotcha. But I can give you a quick couple of prizes you can get as oh, you can yes. hear the music. So I'll be there. You can go. I'll give you some of the prizes that you can get. So depending on how many points you have, you can get. It has all the way from the bronze point, 
which is like 0 to 400, and then it goes all the way to pixie dust. That would be the highest where you can actually get collectors from the collection edition, figurines, trips to Disney, behind-the-scenes tours, or something as small as a poster if you're into that. Hmm. And yeah. that's what DisneyMovieRewards.com. I have if a question. If you're buying Disney DVDs, you might as well. I'm a member of the Disney Movie Club. Do, am I already enrolled in the Disney Rewards? No. It's the Disney Movie Club, that's, what, that's where you're buying your movies from, correct? Right. When you get them, when you open them, you know there's always that little, all the little things inside that yeah. tell you, you know, what different things to buy, basically? Mm-hmm. If you look at the back, you'll see that all of them say Disney Movie Rewards, and there'll be a little uh, code number. Okay. That's the number that you use. Okay. So but all that stuff that we throw out when we buy a DVD, yeah. don't throw it out. <laughs> okay, so I can go back and look through the ones I have and get my points for them? There'll be a whole bunch that'll have it. I, I'd say 99% of Disney movies that get released have it, and it's been going on a good two years now, I think. Okay. Well, I'll just join this year, so. Like, when they release, uh, <laughs> like the more older movies and when they re-release them. When I say older, I mean like from the 60s. Those right. not to have the points. Okay. Well, cool. And well, you get some good stuff out of it. All right, Jay. Well, thank you again very much for calling in. Jay will be doing this uh, these segments, the beginning of the, the first show of each month. If you have any suggestions, send them an email. Where should they send their emails, Jay? You can send it to jaypd at wdwinfo.com. And we'll make sure we include that on the show notes page. Cool. All righty. All right, Jay. Thanks so much. All right, you guys Bye. Bye, Jay. Bye. See you there. Bye, everyone. And next up, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we've been getting a lot of voicemails. People are recording their own voicemails and sending them in. We've been encouraging that because the audio quality is much better than if you call our toll-free number and leave a voicemail. And uh, some people are leaving us reviews, and I thought that would be more appropriate in our discussion show necessarily than it would be in our email show. So I wanted to play one this week from Robin uh, she didn't say where she was from, but she was in Disneyland Paris for a weekend and decided to do a review. And as I did mention earlier, if we use, if you give us a review like this and we use it in the discussion show, you automatically get a shot at the prize matron. So, Robin, congratulations. Go ahead and let Julie know and uh, what number you'd like, and you'll be in the next round of prizes we give away. So here is Robin's review of, Disneyland, of her weekend at Disneyland Paris. Hi, podcast crew. This is Robin Dillon, Robin D on the boards, and I'm calling to tell you a little bit about my recent weekend trip to Disneyland Paris. Hoping to convince you that you need to make the trip, although I think a few of you are already sold. I arrived in Paris this past Saturday and got to the parks around noon. I headed first to the studios because I really wanted to see the new Crush Coaster. However, it was not to be. All the fast passes were gone, and the wait was to 120 minutes. So I decided to check out the shows they had to offer. I discovered that the shows are about 50-50 English and French. The first up was Animagique, which was très fantastique. It started with a French-speaking Mickey Mouse and an English-speaking Donald Duck. Okay, you just got to wonder if there are any like, scary French clowns walking around the park. <laughs> I'd really love to know that. And featured various musical numbers from different Disney movies, including one of my favorites, Elephants on Parade. The- That's like when I walk down Main Street. <laughs> next show was Cinemagique, Think Great Movie Ride Without the Ride. It featured everyone's favorite Canadian, Martin Short, along with another actress who may have been a very famous French actress, but I did not recognize her. The final show that I saw was Stitch Live. This show, they alternated performances between English and French. This show uses the same technology as Turtle Talk with Crush. I was in the English-speaking version, and we had a little girl who only spoke Spanish, and she was the first person they picked up to talk. 
but it all worked out in the end. After a quick nap, thanks for the tip, Bob, it was over to Disneyland for a few rides, including It's a Small World, which has a USA section that features Hollywood and New York. They have a nighttime electrical parade and fireworks that were very nice. thought the parade was a little short, but overall it was very good. One thing that really sounds out here is all the flowering plants and the landscape around the outside of the park entrance. It's also the entrance to the Disneyland Hotel, which is literally at the entrance of the park. All the other Disney hotels are within walking distance, so there's really no need to wait on buses. You can just walk back at the end of the night, which is very convenient. The next day, I took advantage of extra magic hours in the morning and went to Disneyland. Everything there was a walk-on. I really loved their version of Space Mountain. It was recently redone and has at least one 360-degree loop. I'm not sure if there was another one. It kind of felt like it was, but because it was dark, you really didn't know for sure. However, I will say it's very, very jerky. It's the only roller coaster I've ever been on where I came off and was actually dizzy. Next, it was over to the studios to try for Crush's Coaster. They must have let the people in early, because when I got there at 10 a.m., there was already a line for Fast Passes. It took about 10 minutes to get the Fast Pass, but it was definitely worth it. I thought this ride was really amazing. You're riding the EAC, and again, it's 50-50 English and French. Crush was speaking English, and Nemo was speaking French. Overall, it was a great ride. While waiting for the coaster, I checked out the studio tour ride, which was very similar to the one they used to have at the MGM Studios, but without a lot of the backlot streets. After another well-placed nap, it was back to Disneyland to check out The Legend of the Lion King show. It's basically a shorter retelling of the movie featuring various songs. Again, it alternated between a French version and an English version. I got there late, and the theater was actually full, but it turns out the theater is actually in a section of a counter-service restaurant, so you could actually get dinner and sit behind the theater area at the dining tables and watch the show. Basically, kind of a free dinner theater. Overall, it was an excellent show. I had mostly done counter services throughout the weekend, so I had planned a nice dinner at Waltz overlooking Main Street where you could watch the parade. I don't think I could do Kevin justice on a restaurant review. However, I will say that the waiter was very nice, and he seemed very pleased with himself when he brought me an American Coke Light. As Kevin and John noticed when they were in Italy, ice is very hard to come by, and he was very pleased that he had filled the glass one-third with ice. Didn't really have the heart to tell him that five ice cubes wasn't exactly a third of a cup of ice. (laughs) Overall, the food was very good. One striking difference I did notice between Paris and Orlando was dining reservations. I was able to get dinner reservations at 7 p.m. that night when I spoke to the concierge at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Amazing. Overall, it was a great weekend, and I would highly recommend it if you're in the area. It's well worth a few days of your time, perhaps at the end of a Mediterranean cruise or an Adventures by Disney trip. I'll be posting a trip report with pictures as soon as possible, and I'd also recommend checking out the Disneyland Paris section of the boards. They had a lot of helpful information that saved me quite a bit of money getting from the airport to the parks. So thanks for listening, and Pete, after trying to record this, I have a much better appreciation for what you do, and you can be late with the podcast anytime you need to. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for that, uh, uh, Robin. We really uh, appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I, everybody keeps saying we need to go out to Disneyland Paris. I'll, I'll, I'll make you guys a deal. Uh, we'll stop giving out prizes for about, I don't know, a year. And then I can afford to send everybody over to Disneyland Paris, especially with the exchange rate right now. I don't know how Americans afford to go. I mean, we're taking a, be- a beating against the euro. Yeah. So, 
you have to have, save twice as much money. Yeah, basically. So it'll be more likely to happen, you know, when the economy maybe when the economy comes up and the dollar gets a little bit stronger. But um, listening to you talk about it, no, I would love nothing more than. I think before Disneyland Paris, I would really like to go to Tokyo Disneyland and mm-hmm. Disney Sea, and uh, Paris would be next on my list. Hong Kong, I'm not real interested in. I don't know. For some reason, Hong Kong just doesn't appeal to me. Okay, apparently nobody else either. All right. <laughs> um, so, well, thank you again very much for that, Robin. We do appreciate it. And we're going to move on. Our next segment, Kathy Whirling gets to do her first segment on the show. She stayed at the Wilderness Lodge for us a few weeks back, and she has her report. So what did you think of your, uh, of your visit? I enjoyed it. I've been over to the Wilderness Lodge a, a few times to eat there, but had you know never stayed at the resort. I'm a moderate type of girl. I can tell you about the, the moderate resort. So I was looking forward to um, going to Wilderness Lodge to see how it compared and what was better. And you know, before I got there, I, I read the Diz boards and read all those threads about the Wilderness Lodge and all those people that were so passionate about the Wilderness Lodge. So I was really psyched. You know, when I got there, and I guess the Wilderness Lodge, to me, people always go, wouldn't you like to go camping? Um, if I had to go camping, the Wilderness Lodge would be the way I'd do it. You know, <laughs> I'm not a pitch a tent out in the, the woods kind of person, but, um, hey, the Wilderness Lodge would be really great, you know, in front of that fire. So I was really looking forward to it. Um, my daughter came along, so, um, you know, she had some comments along the way here. Um our check-in was really strange. I was, you know, th- that's all, usually how they welcome you to a resort is your first experience with a cast member. Well, we had one that was just a little bit strange. When he saw that the address was local, we didn't get anything about the resort, um, even where our room was. Um, this cast member spent no lie 25 minutes raging on about how there's tolls on the Orlando roads. Are you kidding? No, I'm not like, okay, okay, we, we discussed this. Now can you tell me about the resort and where this is and what you should do? And No, it took him 25 minutes, and I think he probably could have gone on even longer. And at the end of it, he went, oh, yeah, go to the end of the desk, uh, make a right. And then he sort of mumbled, take a left. Well, we ended up taking a tour of the resort trying <laughs> to find our room. <laughs> you know, he he gave you your little portfolio and your little room keys and um, said, oh, yeah, here's your room. Well, I've never stayed there before. So, you know, I hadn't had a chance to look at that packet that they give you that's got the uh, maps and right. all the stuff in it. So we sort of took a tour. We were through the um, the villas of Wilderness Lodge. Oh, you were all over the place. Oh, we were all over the place. We came out around the back. Um, we saw the pool. We saw the marina. And then when they were like, oh, okay, well, let's go around this way. And finally, we found a door that we could go in and found where our room was. And once we found where the room was, it actually wasn't – it was convenient. It was it was in, in a nice place, but not the way – you know, if the cast member had only taken the time to show us how to get in there. Exactly. You know, maybe I should have asked, but I was waiting to see – you know, if well, he said anything. Well, what did you think of the room? The room was in a, When I first walked in, I was struck. To me, it seemed really dark. And I don't know if it was because I was on the ground floor. Um, but it just seemed really dark. Like, you know, I'm 
usually the type of person, you know, it's, you have the, the blinds open. I like the sun coming in. And this, it was like you're, you were sort of, I don't know, maybe it added to the, the camping experience. It was dark. You know, the, the, the room was nice. Um, like I said, I'm used to staying at the, the moderates and how that's set up. So we also um, had a handicapped accessible room. Okay. Which was interesting because I've never stayed in one, and, but I've heard a lot of people talk about them. So I wanted to see, you know, what exactly they did have. The only part, the room was nice. We had a king bed. The only thing was, I don't know if it was because it was a handicapped accessible room, but the bed was really low to the ground. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. why. Okay, okay. Because it, I felt like I had to, you know, like fall on the floor and then roll into the bed. The bed was really comfortable, but it was just... Um, John and Kevin stopped by that night, and that was the first thing they said was how low the bed was. So, but now that I know that that's what it was, um, some of the the, the pros about it: um, the room was really clean. I am not Miss Housekeeper, but I I can tell you when a room's clean and when a room's dirty. Um, this was really clean. The shower curtain was clean. The you know the grout in the bathroom was clean. Everything was very clean, which I thought was nice. You know. Always a nice touch in a hotel. Yeah, because I've stayed in a lot of hotels, and you know they had Absolutely. the nice stuff on the bed, but you'd go in the bathroom, and it looked like the shower curtain had been hanging for two years. Exactly. Where this was, um, you know, it was clean. The housekeeper did her job. Um, the furnishings in the room were nice. Um, didn't care for the bedspread, and this sounds really picky, but you know most deluxe hotels or the hotels I've stayed in, you know, they have that cushy comforter on the bed but then they use these disney uses those polyester yeah nasty itchy (laughs) scratchy yes yeah exactly like the kind you could get at kmart or someplace and and this was like it was fitted on the end it was just like the weirdest bedspread it's a terrible material yeah and i know and i i want to say that when i stayed at the contemporary that that was the only one of the deluxes that I've experienced so far that didn't have that kind of bedspread. It had a oh, that's nice. I think if I'm, I, I could be wrong, but I remember the contemporary bedspread being very comfortable and not like the rest of them. We were just over at the yacht club last week. Same thing there with the that poly, that nasty polyester, whatever that whatever it is, bedspread. After all this, you know, goings on about the up the new beds and the new bedding, and then you put this these crappy. Yeah, comforters it, on. It makes there. you not want to lay on top of the bed without pulling the sheets back and exactly. the covers back. You know, you don't want to lay on top of it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I was, you know, when you you see the threads on the Diz about how the first thing most people do is take that bedspread off. I've never done that in a hotel, and I'm still here to to talk about it. But that would be one room that I would have done that. But it was really strange because then over on the one table they had their little booklet where they were uh, selling their. The bed sheets and yeah, all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, well, why didn't you put that on the bed? <laughs> exactly. But you know, I just sort of rationalized it that hey, I was camping. I was, you know, this is the rustic wilderness lodge, so I can't have the, uh, you know. Yeah, but at two hundred and fifty dollars a night, they can they can pony up a decent bedspread. Right, right. So it was nice. Our room, um, we had a standard view room, but we actually looked out. You could see across the sidewalk the uh, the villas pool so it was sort of nice it was you know with the sliding glass doors we could have you know if we had wanted to just cut across the grass and been right there at the villa's pool now as you mentioned you're a uh, uh, you're someone who, who tends to stay at the at the moderates uh 
what do you think of the of the room the difference in the rooms between a moderate and at the wilderness lodge especially given the price difference like i said uh, the nights you were there we got the annual pass holder rate 253 a night with tax i i'm a um, a big caribbean beach fan mm-hmm. um, and the room sizes are supposed to be identical um i like the way caribbean was set up better you know maybe that makes me a cheap date I don't know, you know, the Caribbeans. I don't know we have to go that far. <laughs> you know, but it, it, I don't know. It, when you walked in the room at the Wilderness Lodge, right there was the bathroom. Um, and it seemed like you had to walk further into the room to get to your part of the room. Now, to me, that bothered me. I liked it when it was like at the other end of the room, but then that's where the view was. So I guess, you know, that's the only logical place they could have put it. But it just sort of seems like the first thing anybody sees when they walk in your room is there's the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and that was one of my my peeves about the room. And I, I'm sure this goes back to it being a handicapped accessible room was the fact that as you came by the bathroom door, um, the fan in the bathroom was on a motion sensor. So it would automatically, it would come, automatically on. come on. <laughs> so it's like, OK, that's sort of nice, you know, five times that you walk by the bathroom. But after a while. It gets old, and when you're in the bathroom and you know you're standing at the sink and you're brushing your teeth, if you if you move your arms, then the fan goes on again. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I'm, it's one of the anomalies of a, a for a, for a handicap room, though. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what it was. It wasn't, you know, it, it just seemed a little strange. Like there must have been a better way that they could have done that. But then I'm not up on all that kind of stuff. Um, I did think. Like where the headboard and stuff was um, was very nice. It had like wood come up, and then they had little carved animals on the top of the um, post on the headboard. The light switches were right there in the um, headboard, which I thought was really nice. Instead of trying to figure out where the lights were, they were right there. Um, the phone was on the um, one nightstand with a little flyer about you know uh, warning you when you use the phone. Not to give your credit card number out since they had a problem with that right. a while back. Exactly. You know, um, on the other side of the the bed, um, that's where they decided to put the refrigerator. And again, I think maybe the refrigerator should have gone over near where the um, the stand was that the TV was on. The flat panel TV was on. Right. I don't know that if you're laying there that you want to hear the refrigerator running. Yeah, that's odd. I, I've never heard of the refrigerator being put by the nightstands. Usually, it's it's it is in the bureau or the uh, the desk where the where the television is. Right, and it uh, maybe maybe for some people that would be great because they like that white noise. You know, there's a lot of people that always say, "Well, geez, can I bring a box fan?" Well, I'm guessing that, I'm guessing again for a handicap accessible room. That's maybe. why it's there. Yeah, it's, it's hard to uh, from bed. Yeah. It's hard to tell what's uh, what's in there because of the handicap room and what's right. The, right. And what standard rooms get. Uh, right. Yeah. I, and I tried to look before I came today on the Diz to see if anybody had remarked on that so that I'd know if it was just sort of like maybe they should have done it different or there was a reason. Yeah. It, it sounds like a lot of those design elements are because it was a handicap room. Yeah. yeah. I can say the pillows on the bed were awesome. Yeah. They have great pillows. Yeah. Because it's. Pillows. I'm a pillow connoisseur, and I, you know, I've, I've slept with a lot of really bad pillows in hotels, and these were really nice. These were the kind of pillows you'd like to take home with you, but I guess now I can because I have that booklet. I can buy them. Um, I hooked up my laptop. That was very easy. The Ethernet cable was in the, the closet. 
um, in a nice, cute little bag. Most hotels I stay in, it's in a little plastic bag. This was a little cloth bag, but took me seconds to hook it up. Um, got connected. You get the, the Internet Explorer screen. Um, just, you know, okayed it. They charged it to the room. I found the speed to be quite well, you know, quite good. Um, I was uploading some pictures just to, just to try it to see how it was, and I thought the speed was pretty fast. It's halfway decent. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't want to be sitting there doing all kind of business on it, but, you know, you're supposed to be on vacation or you're right. supposed to be somewhere else other than in your room. So that was it for the room. Now, as I walked out the door, and now that I knew where I was, and it's like, okay, now let me figure out where things are in the hotel. Here, right as soon as we walked out the door, there was an elevator, which was really nice. That that got us up to the um, the main floor. But there was also a doorway that went outside, and it was, geez, maybe a minute or two walk, and we were right there at the pool, and it was great. So once I figured out where the room was, we actually had a really nice, you know how some people have to pick the right room? If I was to go back again, I probably would pick that same location, and I'm sure I'd probably get it because it's probably not a location that everybody else would have wanted. But for me, it worked, except if you wanted to go outside to go like over to the villa's pool, you could go out a door, but you couldn't come in that door. You had to take like the tour of the resort. I always wonder why they do that, why they have doors that you can open to get someplace, but you can't use it to come back. They did that at the Contemporary, too. I got locked out of... uh they locked the, They had locked the doors one day in the area, the, the doors closest to my, my room. I was in the garden wing. And, yeah, you have to walk around and, like, take this whole tour of, of the resort in order to get back to your room. And it seemed to me that, I mean, there were loads of signs in the hotel telling you how to go different places until you wanted to go, like, outside on the, the lower level. There was really, like, no sign that said go down the hall and, like, outside door, or, you know, just something to tell you. Because if I was in a wheelchair and I was trying to find what door to, to go to, yeah, that, that would have been nice to, to know where it was. Um, so we went outside. We took a walk around. And the first place I wanted to hit was Roaring Fork. The the food court kind of thing. Or the, yeah. The, the counter service restaurant there. In the, yeah. In the I wouldn't hotel. exactly call it a food court. I yeah. had a hard time thinking of the word to call it. It was like the food room. Um, I wasn't impressed. You know, um, coming from a moderate where they have like a decent sized food court, I realize that a deluxe, you've got more of a choice with um, restaurants and things. But, you know, there's some of us who are just very simple to amuse and feed. And I just wanted, you know, some quick food. And it was like chaos in the room. And it was um, it was around four something when we got down there. So it was getting to be like peak food time for people. Um, you had to rub up against people and excuse me and can I get through here? Um, I bought a refillable mug, figuring you know that that was a good way to go. But you know there was a long line of people trying to get to the mug station, and to their credit, there was a cast member standing there trying to clean it. But there was more people who needed to get to the machine, and she should have just you know stepped aside a little bit. It, it, maybe they could have put that in another room or. It just seemed for the size of that resort, because I'm sure it has to be bigger than like Caribbean Beach, that they could have used a little more room for their food court. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. That's a small area. And as you point out, you know, the moderates and the values all have these great food courts. They have, you know, five or six different options. 
Um, I don't know why they don't do something at least semi along those lines at the uh, at the deluxes. The deluxes always have really inadequate counter service type. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think they want dining you. Venues. They want you in those restaurants. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. know the fact of the matter is you're not going to you no, know you're not going to have every every meal at Whispering Canyons or at Artist Point. You know, they should at least yeah they should at least be equal or a little less than. Yeah. You know exactly because I think of you know Port Orleans Riverside and that food court is just incredible. Awesome, yeah, it's a great food court. Yeah, and all the um, all, all the you know, the values and the moderates they do a really good job with that. So, so they have two different stations um, with cast members behind it. Um, one is a sandwich area, and I think it's called Healthy Selections. It's healthy something. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> now, now I'm in Can't trouble. There. Yeah, you know, and I and I. Figured they were going to have like the wheat buns and all that kind of stuff, and that I could have lived with. But um, like on the sandwich side, and again, the selection wasn't that great. What they have like a breakfast menu that goes, I think, from six to eleven in the morning, and then from eleven in the morning till ten at night, it's their menu for the rest of the day. And they had like a sandwich station, and then they had a grilled station. The sandwich station had um, selections like roast beef sandwich on focaccia bread. A ham and cheddar on whole grain mustard rye. Now, that was actually pretty good, but the sandwich, they must have put, like, a pound of ham on there. Yeah, they're big sandwiches they make there. Yeah, and it's like, it's way too much ham, you know. They could have, I don't know. That's how I like my sandwiches. Give me more meat. You like them hearty? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay. You know, maybe (laughs) some people like it that And then they had a grilled vegetable sandwich on seven grain bread. They had a tuna salad on seven-grain bread. And again, tuna salad to me, again, it's it's probably healthier than some things, but on seven-grain bread just didn't, you know, strike my fancy. They did have some salads. They had a grilled chicken salad and a vegetable salad. And then they have little cases where they have things like uh, brownies and jello and different little things. They had a drink, like bottles of juice and things like that. And then... To the right of that, they had a um, grill section where they had, like, cheeseburgers and things like that. But it was a double cheeseburger was $7.09. The bacon cheeseburger was six fifty nine. The cheeseburger was six oh nine, And then they had chicken breast nuggets, and that was seven sixty nine. So um, my daughter and I ate. I think we spent 20-something for the two of us. And it's like, you know, it just just seemed like an awful lot for what you got um for the kids uh you have a choice of cheeseburger or chicken nuggets um and smucker's uncrustable peanut butter sandwich Those the best peanut butter sandwiches well don't even get me anywhere near peanut butter but okay but you know i'm sure that works out good for the kids um they had another little room where you could sit in there and eat and then they had some uh, tables outside. And the first thing my daughter noticed was the music, because in the lodge itself, they have some really great music, and I could just sit there for hours and listen to the music. The music outside was, like, strange. Didn't really fit the Wilderness Lodge kind of music that I found it, you know, like I wanted to get up and move somewhere else just because the music was a little on the irritating side. So... I don't know why they couldn't play the music they played like up in the lobby. Um, We wanted to go back and see the geyser and the geyser goes off 
every hour on the hour. So that was interesting to see, you know, I mean, that's another one of those things that I think is so great about Disney is their attention to detail because it's a great hotel, but you didn't need to have a geyser. But the geyser really adds to adds it, to it yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, because that's probably the closest I'm ever going to get to a geyser. So, you know, that was nice. And then watching, you know, the their little river or creek starts up in the lobby and there's a little bridge that, you know, goes over and then it goes outside and it comes down the hill and there's a bridge that goes over it and then it empties down into the pool. Yeah. And it's the, just the theming there, I think, is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm there like, yeah, I could camp. But anyway, so then, you know, we, we saw the guys and I'm like, OK, let's check out the pool. Well, the pool was closed because there was thunder and lightning in the area. So there was a lot of angry parents standing there, you know, doing their people getting upset because they had to close the pool for lightning. Yes. All right. Then you know what? Give Don't. their children long metal rods. <laughs> And let them let them go and let them go in the pool. Let them go in the let them go swim in the lake. I had to deal with that a lot at Blizzard. You know, we would close the, <laughs> close the slides and, and the wave pool, and you know, make people get underneath shelters, and they just hated it. Hated and it. anybody anybody who gets upset about stuff like that deserves whatever happens yeah. to them. Deserves whatever happens to them. Yeah. Sorry. That's usually how I can tell who's from here and who's a tourist because anybody who lives here knows, knows better to respect if there's thunder and lightning. Exactly. In there. Oh, yeah. So we took a walk around the pool, and I walked over to the marina, and I'm the type of person that instead of asking somebody something, I like to take a picture of it. So I'm standing in front of the marina trying to take a picture of the uh, the pricing for the boats and everything else, and a helpful cast member walked out and went, hey, would you like a price list? And I went, sure. <laughs> you know, that was a whole lot better to have the list in my hand to check out what the boats were costing, and there's... At the marina, there was a nice little beach with tables and chairs and, and lounge chairs that if you didn't want to sit by the pool during the day, um, you could go down there. And it was relatively quiet. It was actually um, quite nice. And there was a little playground area for the kids so that if kids needed to run off some energy that they hadn't done enough of in the park, there was a nice little um, playground. It, there was um, – I went down on the beach for the electrical parade. And the parade is so loud that even when you're in your room, you can hear it. Um, I went down and watched that, and I was like mosquito bait. I got, <laughs> you know, bit. I don't, and usually I don't, you know, mosquitoes don't bother me. But then um, after that was over, a lot of people left, but most of us turned our chairs around, and then you could see the, the high fireworks from uh, Wishes. So that was, that was nice. You know, you could, there was times you could almost hear the music. Or maybe it's because I've been there so many times. It's sort of like you knew when things were going to happen. But um, that was a, a great way to end the evening. Um, oh, there was a shooting star that went over, and that was like the big flurry on the beach. Everybody was really excited. Hey, did you see that? Don't you love how Disney plans that? Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like it almost was, you know, like you're. So, I'm so used to all the Disney touches. It, it was almost like, oh, geez, Disney sends out a you know shooting, shooting star. Okay, or maybe they did this special for me. I don't know. Um, so the next morning, I, I went over to um, Magic Kingdom. Now, I've been to Magic Kingdom hundreds of times. But since I live here in Orlando, I don't usually get over there for um, the EMA showers. So that was interesting. I wanted to see how that all went. Um, you know, walk through. Everything in the park was pretty much a walk-on. So that was nice. Um, and especially given that this was the end of July that you were there. Right. I think it's important to point out that this was during peak season 
and it does it does come in handy sometimes. Right. It was it was really nice. Um, I got to do Buzz Lightyear a couple times, which you usually can't do unless you do like Fast Pass. I mean, th- there's times since I get to the parks quite often that I can do things like this, but this was like a bonus for me. Um, you know, I'm a big Disney geek at heart, and sometimes my daughter just laughs at me because, like <laughs> I said, I've been there hundreds of times, but we'll do like a goosebump check every now and then to like, oh, oh, okay, yep, it's it's still working. You know, something special happened. But every time I walk into the park with my daughter, I always go, you know what? I just wish I could be one of the Main Street dancers. I wish I could dance on Main Street. And my daughter will go like, Mom, come on. I want video. Well, I actually did get to dance on Main Street. It was so cool. And there was nobody there to take my picture. Oh, no. (laughs) Um I got to dance with the mayor on Main Street. I was standing there and I was taking pictures of their little um, spiel that they do. Um, the mayor has just recently come back to Main Street and he does a thing with the suffragette ladies and they do their whole little thing. And I took some pictures and then finally I went, well, geez, now I want to watch and see what else is going on. Because sometimes you miss a lot when you're too busy trying to take pictures. And he came over and he took my hand and I got to sing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and dance on Main Street. Wow. So I'm like, hey, this is really cool that, uh, you know, somebody who's been to the park this many times can still, you know. Have a unique experience, something you haven't done before. And I said, it's just, you know, sometimes it's just those small little things that make the biggest difference. So I stayed till about 1130. And by then I'm there like, okay, you know, this is like any other day for me at at Magic Kingdom. So I went back to the resort. I took the, um, on the way over, I took the bus and the bus took about maybe 10 minutes. It wasn't bad. It was a you know straight drive over, and you sort of miss some of the crowds of the people coming off the monorail and coming off the boat when you get off the bus right there. So that was nice. So going back, I decided to take the boat back. And taking the boat back is nice because – It's know, a nice ride. Yeah, it's a nice ride. Again, you get to see – you know, the lake and, you know, oh, here's Fort Wilderness. And, you know, it's just a nice little thing to do. So, again, that took maybe 10 minutes. So I was back. Um, I decided then to ride the buses because that's another thing people always ask. Well, how long does it take to get from point to, A to point B? Yeah. So I'm like, OK, let's just go out to the bus stop. And from my room, I guess it was about a three, four minute walk to the bus stop. So I sat there. It seemed like there was a lot of buses came for Hollywood Studios more than for some of the other ones. But um, the first bus that I took after I had done the Magic Kingdom one is I went to Epcot. And I just sat there with my little notes and learned some things that when you get on the bus, like depending where the bus had come from, um, when they're switching things over, they play like this little music and they play this little blurb. So now you know that you're going to the next park at like... From sound, you know what the park is that you're going to. So to go to Epcot, um, first it takes you, the bus goes to Fort Wilderness. And then from Fort Wilderness, it goes to Epcot. So taking the bus to Epcot took about 30 minutes. Yeah, that's a long, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know. That's the only way to get there from uh, pretty much from uh, Wilderness Lodge. Right. And I guess, you know, like for me, it didn't make any difference because I can go to the parks any day. But if you're on vacation, 30 minutes is, is a long time. Um, I got off the bus and, you know, walked to the bus station. And I really do think they could do their signage better at Epcot as to where the next bus stop was. But I walked over to where the bus stop was to go back to the Wilderness Lodge. 
waited about seven minutes for the bus to come. And when the bus came, I was the only person for the bus. So as I got on the bus, I said, oh, wow, I'm getting my own magical moment here. You brought your own bus just for me. And the cast member played along and, you know, said little things on the way back. So that, that again, that's another one of those things that, that hooks me with Disney that he could have just, you know, shut up and drove me to the yeah, lodge right. and didn't say anything. But he, he sort of just, you know, kept going on with it. So I got back and I thought, well, OK, let's let's go to the next one. So I. Um, took the bus to Animal Kingdom, um, waited 30 minutes for that bus when I got to Animal you Kingdom. You waited 30 minutes? Waited for 30 minutes. Then it took 30 minutes to get to Animal Kingdom. Wow. Um, and it happened. It went from, you know how the weather is here in Orlando, that we can go from full sunshine to full rain in, like, moments. Well, from Animal Kingdom or from the Wilderness Lodge over to Animal Kingdom, it stops at Blizzard Beach first. Well, as we pulled into the Blizzard Beach stop, it, it looked like Panic City because all these people in bathing suits were getting wet, which I sort of missed the point of. If you're already wet, <laughs> why do you care if you're standing at a bus stop and you're getting wet? It wasn't lightning or anything. They were just getting wet. So all these wet people piled on the bus that was that was interesting and i guess i would say you know some people need to put their shirts on before they get on the bus it was (laughs) you know but um going back again we had to stop there and it was you know the bus is all steamy the the uh our bus was actually leaking most of the seats get out of here yeah it was it was it was like being in a car wash almost coming back it was like water was coming in all the windows and people were trying to like move around to to get away from the windows because of the water coming in i mean it was just just sheets of rain it was just it was sort of awesome but not sitting on a bus (laughs) you know um so i'm there like okay now it's back to the resort and the pool then was open and the pool was packed you know, there was loads of people in the pool, and they do have different activities around the pool. Um, I happened to go outside, and they were having a um, rubber ducky race. They put the little rubber duckies in part of the creek, and there's numbers on them, and whoever rubber ducky makes it down into the pool first <laughs> wins the prize, which, again, I thought that was rather cute. They that have, is cool. They have different days that they have uh, pool parties in the pool. I don't know that I would... Like being in the pool while they're, you know, playing games and all that. But it was really nice. The pool was really nice and big and and plenty of room for everybody. They had two hot tubs. Um, Again, they weren't they weren't too crowded, but it was it was nice. Um, So that night for dinner, I decided to to call room service just to see how it was. I wasn't really impressed with their um, menu again, but um, I ordered an Angus burger and fries and I had a Caesar salad. The Caesar salad was awesome because I've had those like all over the place, and this was really good. But the best part is, is it came in eleven minutes, and I think that's probably wow. the fastest I've ever had room service anywhere. I'd have to say, yeah, I'd agree. You know, because I, I thought, you know, they said, well, it'd be thirty, forty minutes, so I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that that would be a good dinner time. But they were there in eleven. Wow. So um, that night, that's when John and Kevin and his mother stopped by so that they could check out the room and. You know, they they give it the the thumbs up on that one. Um, the morning of checkout, I had breakfast, and again, it, it was that healthy stuff. I guess you know, some, <laughs> somebody's trying to get me to you know 
They did have, you know, their processed scrambled eggs and bacon and a biscuit. It was it wasn't bad, but you know, they had like granola they'd mix up in a bowl for you and different fruits. Um, probably the 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 high point of my visit at the Wilderness Lodge was before I checked out, they do a um, a tour. It's called the Wonders of the Lodge Tour. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, the one day when I came like screaming through the front door, there was this cast member standing there, and he said, "Oh, hi, how you doing?" And I, you know, sort of, you know, said what I had to say and and left. I wish I would have taken the time to talk to this cast member. His name is Stan. He is awesome. He, you know, you know how cast members can like make or break your experience. Well, this guy, it was like he was casted for the park. Um, you know, an older gentleman. He's probably he had probably retired. I think he said he was from New Jersey, but he moved down here. Um, he had those little special touches. He had to stand on a certain spot on the floor, and we're all like, you know, oh geez, if the castman was telling you to stand there, these are like this is where the magic starts. And he went through, and I've been to the Wilderness Lodge a number of times, and you know how everybody always looks in the lobby, and you look at all that wood. Well, then he proceeded to show us like what was real wood and what was Disney wood. And some of the beams across the top that in my brain, you know, it looked like wood. I thought that was real wood. No, that was, you know, Disney wood. Um, he showed you on the floor, there's the little, um, there's little markings, different color wood. The, the type of wood meant something. The way the things were angled and for north to south, it, it, there, there was a whole thing. I, I should have written it down. And or, this is a free tour. And this is a free tour. It takes about 45 minutes. Um, you don't ever leave the lobby. Um, there was two Disney cast members. One of the managers stepped in for this. He wanted to hear it. Um, he point, pointed out the two totem poles on either side of the lobby. And both totem poles were made out of the same tree. They just split the tree in half and made the one totem pole. But each totem pole is cut in half and if you if you just go in and you look at it you're like wow that's a big totem pole but when he points it out to you you can see where the second piece is right and he just he showed you all that he showed you like the fireplace and then he took us up i think it's the fourth floor there's like a little seating area that looks out on the lake um and he said that's the first place the light comes in in the morning it's also a very popular place to get married but um, it, it was just – it was the high point. I wish I would have done it first. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of walking around and you say, oh, I know why that's there. I know why that's there. Right. Right. But I said he, he made it. Um, it. It was just great. And I said as I walked out then, you know, I, I, I shook his hand and I said, you're awesome. And he just he, – he, he like stopped and he like processed that and then he went, oh, thank you. Because I, you know, I wanted him to get that, you know, he he was genuine. You know, there's sometimes you get cast members. Right. It's like they're doing their job. This guy, he, he really was into his thing. So I said, if you get the chance, it's a little tough. You know, I'm sure with most people, they want to hit the parks. But if you get the chance, it really does enhance your experience at the resort. And now, I, I you know, I think I could go back to the Wilderness Lodge again. I Well, uh, on an overall scale of one to ten. Well, what would you give it? Probably give it like a nine because I still think. Wow. I, I think there's some places because people always say, 
um, with the moderates, especially, like I said, I'm a Caribbean beach fan that are because, oh, it's so far to walk places. Um, there's a lot of places in Wilderness Lodge that if you're going to go from here to there, it's, it's quite a walk there, too. But other than that, I mean, compared to a lot of hotels that I've stayed in, you know, and the cast members were all very friendly, very helpful. You know, you, you wouldn't even need to leave the lodge. And if you get the chance, go over to the lobby in the villas and check out, if you're into Walt Disney at all, check out his train memorabilia in there and all the pictures that he has oh, up on right. the wall. It was like, you know, your own mini... Walt Museum. Yeah. It was just awesome. And if you like to curl up with a good book, you know, there's plenty of nooks and crannies to to sit there. And if you want to bond with your family. So I really like the Wilderness Lodge. Well, good. Great. Well, great first review. Boy, you were as thorough as could be. That was fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, Pete. That was really fantastic. It's so wonderful to have you on the team. It really, really and truly... Oh, so, I, I'm, I'm just, I, you know, I can't tell you how many weeks I've sat there and listened to the podcast and all of you. And I'm like, you know, I talk back and for me to be here, this is like, wow, <laughs> this is so cool for me. Well, we're really, enjoy, we really enjoy having you. You're always welcome. Always, thank always you. welcome. So thank you very much for that. Before we wrap up uh, for our show today, we have some prizes to give away. Julie, who is... Uh, Who's on the list this week? First, I'm going to do our um, August email, our randomly picked winner, mm-hmm. Shane Snyder. He chose number 19. Number 19 for Shane. Let's see what he gets. You have won an Animal Kingdom Lodge Safari Experience. You'll spend three days, two nights at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Wow. And we'll send two adults on the Wanyama Safari, where you get to spend three hours touring the backstage areas at Animal Kingdom Lodge, along with some very unique photo opportunities, all before having dinner at Jico. The approximate value of this prize is $800 and is sponsored by Dreams Unlimited Travel. This is like Congratulations, and thanks for listening. The Price is Right prize wow. is at the end. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Yeah. That's a great prize. <laughs> Congratulations. Three days. I was like, oh, an Animal Kingdom Safari. Okay. <laughs> oh, and you're staying there. You know, it's funny. Oh, yeah, you're eating I, for, I forgot that I put that in there. I forgot that one. That, that was a prize that we put in there. So That's a big one. Three days, two nights at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, behind the scenes safari, and dinner at Jico for two. I think that's, that's a pretty awesome. good prize. Uh-huh. Yeah. Congratulations, Shane. Now, just so people understand that uh, if you're new to the show and wondering why we just did that, um, one of the ways to get a prize is if you send in an email or a voicemail that we play during our email show. And uh, at the end of the month, we take everybody whose email and voicemails we played, and we pick one name at random, and that person gets a shot here at our prize matron. So Shane just won himself a nice three-day, two-night stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Congratulations. Who else do we have? Um, we have Katie, a.k.a. Tinkabutt. Who did those beautiful <laughs> pictures for us. She chose number 23, which no. is also her age. <laughs> number 23. Let's see what she gets. You have won a seven-day Disney Park Hopper Pass with an approximate value of $233. Thank you for listening, and congratulations. Do you notice, awesome. notice how when Johnny and Kevin are in here, oh, the prizes are... And I swear I do nothing at all. These are all... I don't... I don't we, I, I, re, I record the prizes, 
They're all given a number, one through 50, and then loaded in. I have no idea what number corresponds to what prize. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing I'm doing, but it just seems that when John and Kevin are in here, we end up giving away good prizes. So. Last time they were away, the cr- that's when you gave away the cruise, That's right? who somebody won a podcast cruise. It's still in there. still in there to be won. Waiting for somebody to pick the right number. Maybe this, maybe this is it. Who's our next uh, prize? Last but not least is Erica from New York, and she chooses number seven. Number seven for Erica. You have won an iPod Touch. Oh, my God. You received wow. your very own 8-gigabyte iPod Touch, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. The approximate cost of your prize, $299. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. That's one way to blow through 1200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cool prizes. Those were some great, great prizes. Like I said, folks, uh, the number of ways to get a shot at the prize matron, sending an email or a voicemail is one. If you give us a suggestion for a segment that we use on the show, uh, provided it's not already in development, um, give us a fresh idea to use on the show. If we use it, we'll give you a shot at the prize matron. Give us a review of something like uh, uh, Robin did this show. We played her uh, Disneyland Paris review. She's going to get a shot at the prize, Matron. We love giving away prizes. This is the best part of my job. I love this part of my job, especially with this cool little thing I got here. So <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, he I do. This, <laughs> come on, who wouldn't? This is just great. I'm like sitting here with buttons. I'm like, what did I ever do without it? How did I ever? How did, how did I ever get out of bed in the morning without sound effects? <laughs> crisis without, music. Without crisis music, right. exactly. <laughs> So, all right, that's going to do it for our show this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. And don't forget, stay out of the damn lakes. (laughs) (laughs) Have your pets neutered and spayed. (laughs) 